Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. If if you have never seen God move mountains in your life, then uh, you're at a good place because God is a mountain mover. And you came uh, for a reason, and that reason is there's a hunger that's there that you may not in yourself even realize is there, but it is there, and that's why you're here. And so I'm just believing, and we are believing that God's going to move mountains in all of our lives because that's what He does. He's a mountain mover. Now tonight... I've titled this message, uh, Hearing Heart, Having a Hearing Heart. <clears throat> and I need to explain where I got my title from. Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 3, and if you have a Bible, you want to turn there, <clears throat> excuse me, 1 Kings chapter 3, it tells us about Solomon as he became the king of Israel and he is overwhelmed with what is before him, and God appears to Solomon in a dream and asks him, what shall I give you? Now, when I see that, I think, you know, I wonder what we would ask for if God came and, and said that question to us. It's almost like God is laying out a blank check, and I wonder how we would fill that check in if we were asked by God, what shall I give you? Now, the way my mind works sometimes is I just think about it, and I hope that I wouldn't ask for something stupid, like Hey, I, I'd like a new house, or I'd like a new car. Not that it's wrong or evil to, to have that desire, but I mean, I'm talking about God coming, and He's saying, uh, you know, this is it. What, what do you want? Uh, uh, you know, or I think, the, you know, if I was maybe hungry at the moment and think, you know, an, uh, an enchilada combo would be really great right now. I really hope that I wouldn't reply and say something stupid. Solomon's answer was not dumb. It wasn't stupid. <clears throat> In fact, he couldn't have said anything better. And so that's what we're going to look at in this portion of Scripture in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9 through 12. Solomon is speaking, he says, Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing, and then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, 
I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall any like you arise after you. That's a big answer. Solomon <clears throat> asked for an understanding heart. And this word understanding, I had never seen this before until I uh, did some study for this message. It literally means a hearing heart. And so that's how I got my title, a hearing heart. Now, I'm going to just let you guys know, some of you already who know me know this, I have some hearing issues. I blame it on my uh, stupid teenage years before I got saved. I had a, a really nice stereo. It actually was about the nicest thing I had at my parents' house. But I, I had bought big speakers, KLH, and, and man, it would, it would rock the house. And I I played it too loud. I'm sure that my parents told me at times, you're going to mess yourself up. Yeah, I'm sure they must have. I don't remember that because my, day, my memory from those days is kind of sketchy for some reason. But anyway, I listened to that stereo wait, and so now I have a, a, some hearing issues. I blame it on that. It couldn't have anything to do with age. <clears throat> and everybody understands that couldn't, couldn't be that, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, get back to the message. Okay, I got it. <clears throat> but this hearing issue, you know, <clears throat> it can be annoying. I, I say to Cindy, my wife, a lot, I say, can you say that again? Say that again? And, you know, I know it, it's, it must be kind of annoying to her, but she's nice, and she just says it again with a little more amplification. <clears throat> now, this does make for a good excuse when she brings up something that we've discussed previously, and I don't remember because I can just say, well, I must not have heard you. <clears throat> I don't know that I really do that, but I... <clears throat> anyway... <clears throat> my hearing issue is, is really, it's annoying to me as well. I, I have some hearing aids, but I don't like to wear them. Limited hearing isn't just a physical thing. I think there are times my spiritual hearing may not be all that great as well, and I don't think I'm alone. In the New Testament, Three different times, once in Matthew 13, verse 15, Jesus spoke of it. In Acts chapter 28, verse 27, Paul spoke of it. And then in Hebrews 5, verse 11, <clears throat> the author, many believe was Paul, says it again. He calls it dull of hearing or having a dull heart. Dull of hearing, dull of heart are synonymous terms. Now, <clears throat> I don't want to be dull of hearing physically or spiritually, and nobody else here does as well. Can I hear that's right? 
In this message, and then next Wednesday night as well, we're going to look at a couple of areas where we need to and can have a hearing heart. Tonight, we're going to concentrate on having a heart that hears God's wisdom. Now, Solomon is known for being a wise guy, not as in smart aleck or not as in the Godfather wise guy, but as in God the Father giving him wisdom. Solomon had asked for a hearing heart, and God the Father blasted him with all kinds of wisdom. Not only that, but God was so pleased with his request that God gave him what he didn't ask for, and he gave him a oodles and oodles of money. Somebody say oodles. That's a whole lot. Lots and lots of money and a long life. So here's a tip. If God ever does ask you, what do you want? Say, I want a hearing heart. So we're going to look at a heart that hears God's wisdom. The thing is, all of us as God's people, can and should have this. Now, if you're here tonight and you've never asked Christ to come into your life uh, before we uh, close the service, or if you're viewing this online uh, before I finish this service, we're going to give you an opportunity to receive Christ and ask for His forgiveness to come into your life. And you know, with, with Him comes wisdom. In fact, the Bible talks about in Him there's hidden all the hidden treasures of wisdom. And so uh, if we really want to be wise, we need to know the author of wisdom, God and Jesus Christ. Can you say that's right? Okay, so in Proverbs, uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 8, verse 1 through 6, it gives us a good visual of what wisdom is in word form. In Proverbs 8, verse 1 through 6, he says, Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill, beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. Now, when I read this, it occurs to me that wisdom, it appears from, from this portion of Scripture and from others as well, that wisdom, God's wisdom, comes and it's pretty blatant. It says, wisdom cries out. She lifts her voice at the top of the hill, at the intersections, at the entry of the city. Or in other words, it seems as though we should be able to hear this wisdom. Now, this is what James is talking about in James chapter 1 and verse 5. If any of you 
lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. That means he won't make us feel dumb for asking, and it will be given him. So it's pretty straightforward that uh, if we lack it, we ask for it, and God gives it liberally. So here's my question about wisdom. If it's that blatant and available, then why do I sometimes feel like I am not all that wise? Now, I took that on myself and not you because I was doing a Jedi thing. No, uh, but maybe, maybe you have wondered that, you know, about wisdom. And so I'm, I'm believing God's going to help us tonight. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So the Bible tells us we are to get wisdom. So how do we get wisdom? That's the question everybody here has right at the top of their minds, isn't it? That's a, a, well, if you didn't, now you do. How do we get more wisdom? And the first thing, and the, 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 one of the most important ways to get wisdom is to do what Solomon did, and that is simply to ask. Tell yourself, ask. In James chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, I've abbreviated a little bit, but it says, If any of you lack, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, but let him ask in faith. So twice in two verses, it talks about us receiving wisdom by asking. If we want wisdom, we need to ask. Tell yourself again, ask. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, it says that Gibeon, the Lord, appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what shall I give you? And Solomon here is completely overwhelmed with the task that's before him, ruling the nation of Israel. He's a young man. He doesn't know how he's going to be able to pull this off. And so he comes to God and he asks. And he says, he tells the Lord in, in verse 7, 1 Kings chapter 3, Now, O my Lord God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or to come in. And the key verse, uh, key words here is I do not know how. There are so many things in our lives uh, uh, that we do not know how, that we need God's direction. We need his wisdom. We need his counsel. We need his understanding in because on our own, we get ourselves into trouble. And you notice how I said we again. I'm enjoying it because it's true. We get ourselves into trouble when we try to do life on our own. We need the wisdom of God. And that's what Solomon is crying out for. He is desperate. It is a cry for help. And God answered and gave him wisdom, a hearing heart. Every one of us have areas of responsibility and even calling where we can feel overwhelmed from parenting. Parenting can be absolutely overwhelming. My kids have grown up and they're out of the house, but it can still feel 
overwhelming at times. Your concern and care and, and wisdom as far as throwing some things out there, even still some advice here and there. And especially when your kids are at home, there are those parents here tonight that your kids are with you at home. And parenting can be daunting, can't it? We need God's help in, in parenting, uh, husbanding. Uh, it, it, you, every husband here needs the wisdom of God. Now, uh, that was good because that was a lot of male voices, but we could have heard a chiming of every woman here with a big amen, that's right, God help them, give them wisdom, that kind of thing. <clears throat> uh, wives need uh, God's wisdom in being a wife, how to earn a living, and, and uh, God's prospering in our life. We need His wisdom uh, in the areas or things that we do for God. We want to be uh, when we give our lives to Christ, we want to be useful to Him and do something that, and not working uh, to earn His favor, because we get that when we get our get our hearts right with Christ, we are we are pleasing in His sight because we're forgiven. So we're not working uh, to to make Him like us because He already likes us and loves us. But we want to do something uh, with our life. We have a we have a. a, a a calling every one of us in our lives uh, to be useful in the kingdom of God and to do something to make impact in our lives. God puts that desire in our hearts, and whatever that is, it may it may be teaching or preaching or something like that, but it may not be uh, from a platform or like that. It may just be sharing your faith. It may be uh, just uh, being a, a really good friend or whatever it is. We need. God's wisdom to be able to pull it off. And so God's Word tells us if we lack wisdom, ask. Ask. Now, some of us might be thinking, well, I tried that and I still feel dumb. But we can give up far too easily. When the Bible talks about us seeking wisdom, it implies intensity. In Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 4, it says, search for wisdom as you would search for silver or hidden treasure. And so we're to uh, uh, have some intensity about this in, in asking and seeking and searching. And so he says it's like you would search for silver or hidden treasure. Several years ago, there was a a guy in England, and he was searching a friend's field, and he discovered a huge treasure from that dated back to the seventh century, and it literally rewrote the history of that area from this find, and not only that, but made him and his friend millions. Treasure's cool. And he thought, wow, man, this is great. But see, this guy wasn't just like bumbling across a field one day and then boom, bump into a treasure. He had, had a metal detector, and for 18 years, he had been searching for treasure. And one day, it paid off. And we ought to be searching and seeking for God's 
wisdom. Now, I will tell you tonight, I'm not implying that we have to do this. It takes years, you know, of, of seeking and asking before you get some wisdom for God. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that in our lives, uh, that desperation, our need ought to communicate itself to God in words with some intensity. God, I need help. I do not know how, and we can fill in the blanks ourselves. Whatever it is, we need God's help, direction, guidance. His wisdom is, if we ask, God will help us. We need to ask God for wisdom. Now, I I want to pose another question, and uh, this is rhetorical, so I don't want you to shout out, but I've kind of wondered this. Uh, about wisdom, and that is this. <clears throat> Can we <clears throat> ask God for anything and, and ask Him, you know, to show us how to do, like, anything? Like, you know, Lord, can you teach me and show me how to build a space shuttle in my backyard? <laughs> now, <clears throat> I'm obviously being a little facetious, <clears throat> but <clears throat> I do believe this. And I have seen this, and listen, God does appear to give certain kind of wisdom to certain people for certain things that He's called them to do. I'm going to give you just a a real uh, um, good example of this. And I may embarrass him, but I'm going to say it anyway. because it's in my notes, and it's a good illustration. John Oberlin is an extremely good, in fact, excellent auto mechanic. He just is. And so I know that he has applied himself over the years, and he has studied, he has read, he has practiced his art. But, you know, I know this from when I used to work on cars some, as a young man, but he has a gifting in that area that I just don't have. He has wisdom in that area that I just don't have. And so God has blessed him with that, with that wisdom in that, and he's gifted from God to be able to do that. Now, I will say this as well. If you do go to John and have him work on your car, you ought to pay him. Just throw that out there. He has a living to make. He has family. He has a lot of grandkids. And uh, he can use the pay, right? Like like a living like everybody else in here. Never mind. Okay. Just leave that. John, God's wisdom. In Exodus chapter 31, verse 1 through 5, we see God giving this guy wisdom. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name that guy. There you go. Say it again. Bezalel. Yeah. Obviously. The son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, 
and in knowledge and all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in silver and gold, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting and carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. So here's this guy, busy, that guy. <clears throat> and there was another guy that if you read later in the chapter, his name is Aholiab, and God gave them special ability to design <clears throat> and to be able to put together all of the articles for the tabernacle. And there was a gifting to work in all metals and various other things, I believe even in tapestries, that they were given special insight. And with, listen, they were God's handymen. And so from whatever it was, from a, a gold bowl with angels around it to the Ark of the Covenant, whatever it was that was to go into the tabernacle, uh, God gave them wisdom and, and understanding in how to put it together. Now, this really raises a question for me about asking God for wisdom, and, and it kind of is a personal thing. Again, I am not really a handyman. In fact, I am not a handyman. I am an unhandy, handyman challenged kind of guy. And you can ask Pastor Poole. I, I came, when I came to Kingman and came on staff here, it's been almost 22 years. And that was that's a long time. I was like 12. But <clears throat> no. Anyway. I digress. Uh, I, when I came here 22 years ago, I, I helped with the last part of the building, this building. And, and, the, and so, uh, you know, Pastor Howard was here and, and John and, and John Myers, and we were all working, and a lot of, a lot of people here in the church pitched in to help. And uh, the, the help that I gave was always, how do I put this, non-technical, not requiring special skills. And I'm not saying I'm a complete idiot about it, but I'm, anyway, not a handy guy. <clears throat> and I have prayed through my life for God's wisdom, and I know God gives it liberally, but I have not been gifted with a handyman kind of wisdom yet. So here's the thing. What's up with that? While God may give us wisdom uh, and, and help us in areas where we are called to, He may not give us like the kind of wisdom to build a space shuttle in our backyard. Okay? In other words, He will give us the wisdom to do whatever we are called to do in our lives. And, and so uh, God I, I hadn't given me the, the gifting to be a, a master craftsman or something like that, but He has uh, given me wisdom in, in pastoring and preaching and teaching and, and in, in even the things of life like being a husband. I'm still getting better in that. And, and asking God for wisdom in parenting, all of these things uh, that I have to do in life, 
if, if it's something that comes in my way in life that God has called me to do, I know that he'll give us wisdom for it. And so this is true for all of our lives, that God will give us his wisdom to do what he has called us to do, from being a good husband, or if you're a wife, to be the wife that he wants you to be, a mom or a dad, or, or earning a living, to dealing with difficult people. We need wisdom, don't we? I know nobody here ever has a problem with people, and there's nobody difficult that you ever run into in your life. I'm preaching to myself. But if you should ever come across a difficult person, God will give you wisdom on how to deal with it. Whatever area or sphere of service in the church that you want and desire and feel called to do, God will give us wisdom. And everybody said, I believe that. James chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 says if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach and it will be given to him but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind so when we ask for wisdom we are not to doubt or in other words don't doubt that God will give you the wisdom to do whatever He has for you to do. And I'll tell you, I don't have the faith so much tonight that God's going to make me a master craftsman, but I do believe that He will continue to give me the wisdom I need to be the kind of pastor I need to be. I'm believing for more and more of that wisdom, but I believe, and I can pray in faith for that, for preaching and for teaching and for counseling and for all of it and the other things of life, of, of, of being the husband I need to be, uh, for my wife Cindy and all of the things things in life. We can pray in faith, believing that God will give us the wisdom. Can you say, I believe that? <clears throat> Whatever it is God has called us to do or be, we can ask Him in faith and have great wisdom. Okay, now, in addition to asking Him for wisdom, then, listen, when God gives us wisdom, we need to use it. This is very important. This is almost as important as asking because God will give. Doesn't it say he'll give liberally? And, and, and so when he gives us wisdom, we need to use it. As husbands, we can be pretty thick sometimes. But we are not, as husbands, totally clueless. We know better than to be critical of our wives, don't we? But sometimes husbands are critical anyway. Listen, if she ever does ask you like the commercial, you know, the, the, the old commercial where the wife is, is standing in front of a mirror <clears throat> and she asks her husband, he's distracted about something, and she says, does this, does this dress make me look fat? And he goes, you betcha. If your wife ever asks you any kind of question like that, use wisdom. See, we can, we can act contrary to the wisdom God has given us and suffer the consequences, right? Now, Proverbs 14, you know, the Bible can be pretty blunt. Proverbs 14, verse 16 in the 
New International Version, it says, A wise man fears the Lord and shuns evil, but a fool is hot-headed and reckless. In today's English version, it reads like this, Sensible people are careful to stay out of trouble, but stupid people are careless and act too quickly. That kind of reminded me of the philosopher Forrest Gump, who said, stupid is as stupid does. But God can give us wisdom, can't he? And when he does, we need to use it. See, he, God can give us the wisdom of Solomon, but we can still mess up if we live stupid. Now, it's, it's just plain dumb to act against the wisdom that God gives us, and we'll have consequences from it if we do. Solomon, this guy, is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. He is the guy, there's a phrase that goes, the wisdom of Solomon, right? Yeah, probably everybody here has heard that phrase, the wisdom of Solomon. Solomon was a guy who had the wisdom of Solomon. He was given a gift. God gave him all kind of wisdom, more wisdom than anybody else had ever had, but he decided to act dumb. In Ecclesiastes 1, 2, in verse 1, he says, I said to myself, let's go for it. Experiment with pleasure. Have a good time. But there was nothing to it, nothing but smoke. You see, he experimented uh, uh, with the good life, and his conclusion was, and later you read, he says, vanity of vanities, it's all empty, it's just nothing but smoke. He gathered a lot of riches, uh, he did all kind of things, he just kind of, he, 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 I didn't withhold myself from any pleasure. He had his own private zoo, all kind of animals. And then he had another zoo of a different kind. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Talk about a zoo. I believe that God has promised to give us the wisdom we need for like one wife. And so anyway, he experimented with everything and he came up with a conclusion. It's all empty. Why? Because he didn't live by the wisdom God had given him. I believe that later in Solomon's life, he got his heart right with God. But listen, for a smart guy, Solomon sure did live dumb. And it should be a warning to us. We have all done dumb things or have heard of somebody that's done something that's really dumb and then wondered why did I, or why did they do that? What were they thinking? But you know, I've come to a realization about myself and about others over the years, and that is, we are not all that dumb. Now, you missed a really good spot there just to <laughs> help yourself out by saying, yes, amen, or something. You know, we are not all that dumb. Now, there are times where we all mess up, or make mistakes, and it's just an honest, honest mistake. You know, we, we didn't know that what we were doing at the time was really all that dumb. But listen, for the most part, we are not all that dumb. A lot of times what we do is we just act contrary to the wisdom God has given us. Now, I'm going to be a little blunt and move along, but I, I want to just say a couple of things. Sex outside of marriage is dumb. 
and we know it. See, it's not like we're clueless. We know it. We know that sex outside of marriage is dumb because of the countless harm that has caused to so many people for so many years. Doing drugs and getting drunk is dumb, and we know it because of the harm that it has caused people. Allowing unforgiveness and bitterness to continue in our lives is just plain dumb. Now, all of us at times in our life uh, have known, have, have had better wisdom, but we have acted dumb. But there's a promise, and I'm going to close with this thought here for all of us because there is hope for every single one of us. Somebody say, thank God. And that hope is uh, in Jesus Christ and in His forgiveness, that He will forgive us, uh, whether we have never come to Him and need His forgiveness for the first time, or we have been a believer for decades, uh, there are times in our lives uh, where we act dumb and we need forgiveness. And God has promised to give it to us. In Psalm 69, verse 5, it says, O God, you know my stupidity, and the things of which I am guilty are not hidden from you. But then in Psalm 130 in verse 7, he says, O Israel, and he's talking about God's people. You can insert, we can insert our names there. Put your hope in the Lord, because with the Lord there is mercy, and with Him there is unlimited forgiveness. Thank God for that tonight. All of us at times in our life act outside of the wisdom that God gives us, but we can know that when we have acted dumb, God is there to forgive us, restore us, and prayerfully we learn the lesson from our past. Can you say, that's right? There's an old poem that I want to close with, and it goes like this. For all of us who have traveled the road of sorrow, misfortune, and sin, there's a wonderful place of comfort and hope called the land of beginning again. Amen. Thank God. That is a true place, the land of beginning again. It is through Jesus Christ. Thank God for new beginnings. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. If you're viewing online or you're hearing this, in fact, just everybody, if you would just bow your head and close your eyes with me tonight, we're going to take a moment here and pray. And just where you are, if you have never given your life to Christ or you have at one time or another, but you've kind of walked away from Him, maybe you haven't been living for God for a while, and tonight you say, you know, Jesus, I really do want your forgiveness. I believe in that place, the land of beginning again. It comes through you that you offer a fresh start, a new start, and I need that tonight. And, and if you're here, you've never given your life to Christ, you've been away from Him, nobody looking around just for a moment, you want to be included in this closing prayer, if you just slip your hand up where you are and just uh, hold it just for a moment there, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, honest hearts, amen. 
Praise God. If you are, God bless you. You can put your hands down. If you're viewing online, I want to include you in this prayer. And you just pray from your own heart. We're all going to pray together. Would you pray out loud with me this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I ask for your forgiveness. Thank you for giving me a brand new start. Heavenly Father, I ask for wisdom tonight. Help me and give me insight into everything you've called me to do in life. From my family to my friends to my finances and in my service for you. Thank you for giving me wisdom to live life and the grace to act upon the wisdom that you give me. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give the Lord a big clap and just thank him? Thank you for it, Lord. Praise God. God bless you. Uh, we're going to allow you to go tonight. I know that there are some that were first time out. We uh, pray that God just did something, encouraged your heart tonight, and uh, want to uh, encourage you to come back. Sunday morning we have 8.30 service, 10.30 service, and then a week from tonight I'll be uh, talking about another aspect of having a hearing heart. Thank God we can have a heart that hears from God. Can you say amen? amen. God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.